I remember in Des Moines, we played at one of the guys from Slipknot. Do you remember that? No. Had a bar. You don't remember this? No. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> one of the guys from Slipknot had a bar, and we played at the bar, and, there, and the stage was on one side, and there was kind of like a divider, and then there was a bar over here, and the bar was full, but nobody was over oh. on the side watching him. Yeah. And it was like a metal, like hardcore, heavy, heavy bar, right? And every between every song, a guy would get up from the yeah, bar and walk that. over, and he'd just take a drink and go, <laughs> and walk back over and sit down and we finished the whole set and we were just like this is but awful i do remember i do remember <laughs> that uh it was tiny mm-hmm. i didn't remember where it was or that slipknot owned it but i do remember that and i remember we played our hearts out though we played like it was like we played in front of a thousand people yeah, we killed it we were rocking it over there yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then but then the rest of the shows were fantastic yeah it was, it's just something des moines didn't like us i don't know Oh, it happens, and you got you got paid to rehearse. That builds character too, man. Right, it really does. Like later on, now everything is instant gratification, and I I sound like like a crotchety old man, but like (laughs) you know, it's like everything is so quick and instant now, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna blow up on TikTok, and then you know everybody's gonna come see me live, and like so, there's not there's not a lot of like what Dave Grohl said about being in a band is playing in your garage and sucking. And then getting a little better and then getting a little better. And like, you have to go through those. You have yeah. to go do the shows where nobody shows up and, and learn how to be humble and learn like, oh, this isn't easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. This requires a lot of work and, and it yep. requires like figuring out who you are too. Welcome fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. I am really fucking pandering tonight. I got a fucking Icarus Bell shirt on and a blue October hat on. Because... Well, I thought about wearing my Justin shirt, but then I thought, well, it's not Blue October. It's just Justin. I'm trying to score some free tickets to the Chicago Blue October show, if you know what I mean. 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 No, because you just bought them. I know, but maybe they'll upgrade me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't have tickets. Maybe we'll get a seat. I don't have tickets. Age. So, anyway, welcome back to another episode. Tickets. I don't of cocktails with dimples and the beard. Icarus Bell edition. We've had Matt. We've had Al. Hey, great we- idea. Let's do them together. Tavern's open. Drinking and talking with the boys. Icarus Bell just dropped their album, The Great Collapse, on January 5th. It's a fucking banger. And they are nice enough to come back on and talk to us about it. And I, for one, couldn't be more thrilled. I'm a little bit of a fanboy for these guys. (laughs) So, what? They are. The the whole album is pretty cool. So, the whole album is excited to talk to them and see how their their process. The whole Um, album is pretty cool pretty cool the album slays as the kids say these days is that the one these days that's what my eight-year-old's telling oh i don't that's do what it. my beep year old is telling me well i don't know that the up hip turns i'm just gonna say it's a it's a headbanger it's a banger it's uh it's a rocker it's a rock no that's too that's our time it's a banger it's a banger either way um either way no i mean all kidding aside it is uh it, it's it, it's a banger it's a banger <laughs> Oh, kidding aside. Yeah, it's just a fun album. 
It's um, a great album, yeah. Uh, and you know what? To me, you know, when you can play it for the first time and be like, yep, I want to hear more. And then you want to, you know, you like it right away. It's not like, eh, I need to hear it again to see if I like it. Well, I like, I, what I, one of the things I do like, like about it, I agree with you. You like it right from the get go, but a lot of the songs are so layered and there's so much nuance to the songs. I do think that as I'm listening to it more and more, oh, my favorite song on the album is going to change back oh. and forth. Like to me, as soon as I heard Aces, because it is such a banger and it starts so that that one got me right off the get go because, sure. it's you know, but I do think that as I listen more and more and more, I'm going to hear songs that I'm like, oh, yeah. And that's what that goes along with the process. Then you'll dig more. You'll listen to the more of the words and be like, yeah, that's a banger. But this song kind of hit me, touched me like, oh, so I like this. My favorite. Like, so a, like I got a, a favorite now. Probably going to change. Like on a day that you're having a bad day and you want to listen to Shitstorm. That's a bad day kind of song. That's my favorite. Yeah. Why are you having a bad day? No. Oh. I just like the song. I like, again, I, I haven't dug into the lyrics yet, but I enjoy it. So, so until we get them on, but we don't want to hesitate too long. No. We should chat enough. We're fine. We'll just move on. Because once you see this episode, you are going to want to share it. You're going to want to share it with all your friends. That Your enemies don't deserve it. So fuck them right now. Share yeah, it. Leave a wanna. comment and uh, tell us how much you like these guys because it's amazing. And uh, we'll find out where how, you can see them. How much they like these guys? No, those guys. No. They don't like these Nobody guys. Nobody guys like these guys. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear us, these guys. They don't like these guys. We want to talk to those guys. Yeah. Matt, Matt Nelski. Are you done? Did you finish your part? I wasn't listening. Um, let's not keep two <laughs> handsomely talented gentlemen waiting. Handsomely talented. I thought that I didn't know how long your adjectives were going to go on. I like cut it off. Yeah. Without further ado, Matt Noveski and Alski, Alan Adams of Icarus Bell. You have a producer. <laughs> well, we got a fat guy sitting in a chair. <laughs> well, hey, we, so do we. <laughs> we got a fat guy sitting in a chair, too. <laughs> how do we sound now? Check. Two, two. Check. Good. Good. I think we got both of you now. Perfect. Okay, good. Can you put some bass in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> so I sound like a man. Sound well, you're at it. Can you put some in mine a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he has that. I don't know if he can do that. Okay. <laughs> he's good. He's, he can do it. Right? That's true. That's true. Make a little magic. Well, thank well, you for joining us, Matt now from Icarus yeah. Bell. We, we, uh, I can't tell you. I, I think I told you both, both the first time we talked to you, you can't tell how I'm excited I am as a big, big fanboy. So <laughs> it's cool to have you back. And before we get going on the album and Icarus Bell, congrats, Matt, on the Detroit Lions. Good luck next weekend. Oh, man. I, I was going to bring my, my NFC everybody, championship hat. Everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> but he's and, not going to let you forget it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's territory for me. I'm not yeah. used to Oh, that's weird. I right, mean, right. First playoff win in how many? 33 oh. seasons? Since 92. I mean, it was the 91 season. I remember yeah. it. I remember that last game and being excited then. You know, <laughs> so it's like I've been starved since then. And somebody finally threw me a sandwich. So you can imagine how I feel. And that's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, guessing like shirts, you. By the way. Oh, thank you. Guys. Yeah, Absolutely. you guys look amazing. <laughs> I, I'm pandering to all. I got Blue October up you here. I got Icarus. But I'm. Heck yeah. My pandering knows no end. Well, we don't have any Detroit <laughs> stuff, but I'm not wearing Lions shit. Well, we just don't have it. Jesus Christ. Hey, not yet. So who's your t- who's your team then? I'm a Packers fan. We're in Wisconsin. So oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you don't I like that. <laughs> yeah. But I'll I'll tell I'm you a, what. I'm a Washington fan. 
Well, yeah, there's I'll, that. I'll tell you what, though, if, if somebody from the NFC North better? has, if somebody from the NFC North has to go to the NFC Championship game and it's not the Packers, I will gladly take the Lions over the Vikings or the Bears. True. Well, I'm kind of pissed at both of your teams right now. So you, oh. <laughs> I think the Washington. Well, I think Washington's going to take Ben Johnson, which I'm not happy about, but I do think it's going to happen. And then uh, the Packers, I'm just mad in general because you're the Packers, and you. I don't. We never get a break. He's just saying that the other day. I'm like, oh, of course, Jordan Love is now, you know, crushing his first year as the starter. Like, can we not get a break? Yeah, well, it's been thirty years. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Like, just give us two years, man. Yeah. Just chill out. You could hope for it, but yeah. All right, is you that, guys are back. You got really blurry there for a second. Are you? Is he messing with the camera? <laughs> nope. Okay. No, good. You're back now, good? but you got really blurry for a second. So it was the anger. It is coming through. What's in that glass you're drinking? <laughs> <laughs> what What's in this pipe I just brought back from Belize oh, last week? That's one of the question. <laughs> hey, hey. We, we just spent a week in Belize a few a week and a half ago. So. Yeah. That doesn't suck. Oh, y'all yeah. had a layover in Houston. Yeah. Yep. Or, oh, well, I yeah. did. He was, he you went did. through, where'd you go through? Chicago. You went through Charlotte oh, or North Carolina. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We got stuck in Houston overnight and it was like 40 degrees. Mike, when does that happen in Houston? Is yeah. that why? Wait, because it was 40? Yeah. It was cold. It doesn't get oh. that cold down there, does it? <laughs> uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't happen a lot or for a long period of time, but yes, it does get cold. It was down to like 18 for a couple of days here. Pretty rough, we, we just had our, our main hard freeze for the, for the year. Okay. Oh, my, okay. My, my sisters actually came down and visited from Michigan and the, the day they got here was the day that it got really cold and then it warmed up the day after they left. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> they brought it with them. They brought it. Yeah, we literally had a hundred degree temperature difference right. on the day we degree. came back. It was ninety in Belize and minus wow. ten when we landed in Chicago. So, oh damn! Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Anyway, so get... we're back into it. We're ready to go, and uh, we recorded last night. But this was the big one. This was the fun one that we've been been kind of waiting for. Oh, no, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah we're so... looking, we've been looking forward to this as well. Thanks for having us again. Or uh, this is the first time we've done it together. Yeah, it, it is together. Yeah, which which to me is even. I love the word cooler. It's cooler, you know, just yeah. to, to see you both together. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys. It looked like the, uh, the release party was a good time. I'm bummed. We couldn't get down for that. It would have been a lot of fun. It was super cool. Honestly, yeah. it was really fun. Yeah. And everybody was like, um, I don't know. It just seemed like a really like positive experience. Like everybody was in a great mood and everybody was like super complimentary of the record. It kind of gave us a chance to do sort of a deep dive into the, the songs, you know, yeah. and talk a bit about the songs and the creation of the album and, and all that. And it was just really fun to be able to do that in person, you yeah. know, to like sit down with people that have supported you since the beginning and just kind of just, just spend time with them and hang out, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. I thought it was, I, I thought it was awesome. Honestly, I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. it was. And there seemed like a, quite a few people from a lot of different areas came in. Yeah. As far as Germany and yeah. uh, all over the country, but wow. um, it was cool because it was part, planned and part unplanned like we did plan like you know we're going to be in this room for a while and we're gonna go to this room and listen then we're gonna go to this room and talk but other than that it was just kind of winging it and visiting with people and finding out you know where all they were from and their story and what they liked about the album so just really cool man yeah i don't know what just happened but you had a little cloud bubble with a thumbs up over your head is this producer guy what is happening Wayne <laughs> <Play> max <laughs> Max had that thing now. He's having fun. Oh. That's all that matters. Oh, 
no way that's sure, awesome yeah. that's hilarious <laughs> yeah Take he liked your course. comments so <laughs> oh it's ai oh it's zoom oh it's and zoom if you do oh. this thumbs up if you do this it's fireworks if you do a what heart, so certain gestures <laughs> yeah will it's oh well, wow great. really yeah. i'm <laughs> all right never all heard right. well i i want to I want to get into the album because um, we've been listening to it, both of us separately, and uh, we were just talking prior. And it, so far, the whole album has just been listening to it, and I just want to—I can't wait for the next song. And it just keeps going. Wow. And it's first, you know, I mean, I, we heard some songs as you released them prior, but um, that first time listened to, it just wants—I want to go back and listen again. So I, I'm loving it. Um, how was the? It's been a long, long time in the making. How does it feel to finally release it to people? I I felt great about the digital release. It, that that seemed like just a, uh, another step in the process. Like, yeah, it's completed. Let me upload this to DistroKid and get all the numbers right and do that. And that felt great. It's when the vinyl came in that I almost like got teary eyed and was like, mm. oh, my God, this is it was I could hold it in my hands. And like, this is it. This is the four years of uh, blood, sweat, and tears right here. I'm holding it. Yeah. And that's when I had my moment of like being really <clears throat> happy and proud of the whole thing. So, so yeah, Matt. Yeah, same. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I, I feel like the last um, couple months, you know, like getting the artwork together and mm. And the photo, and like him and I going back and forth and talking about photos and getting that like collage together and the credits and all that was really kind of started to sink in. Like, oh man, we did it. Like, <laughs> here we go. It's actually going to come out. It's going to happen. But then, you know, it hearing it remastered, hearing it, the songs in the order that they're in, in the way that it tells a story. It, like in experiencing it as a full album because i still love album i mean i know we both do we still love yeah, yes full album. singles are great you know but hearing a whole record and well and especially a record like this where you're saying you're you're kind of telling a story and the, the album tells it you know a lot of i mean not to rip on artists but a lot of artists do put out singles just that you know it's that's all they're worried mm-hmm. about is the one song you guys have created a, a story and it, yeah so it's important to, to hear the whole album yeah, for sure. And I th- even for us, like as the creators of the album, like you sit back and hear it and then you kind of listen to it from a different viewpoint, a different perspective as a listener, you yeah. know, soak it in instead of thinking about like finishing it or the process or and you just listen to it as a listener. And and w- I guess it might sound a little, uh, I don't know, conceited or whatever, but to listen to it and be like, this is really good. Yeah. Oh, like I really, I like this. I would listen to this. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 validating just from my own perspective to listen to it and love it as a listener. Yeah. So isn't that a lot of artists do that? You know, like I'm just gonna write what I enjoy and hope others do as well. I wish more did. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, <laughs> I think there's a lot of like catering to the masses, of course. You know, especially sure. now, it's like you. I can't believe this is the the world that we live in now, but there's actually songs are getting shorter and shorter to the mm. point where a lot of songs now are two minutes long. Yeah. And I was having a conversation with somebody recently that's in the music business. And he was like, Oh yeah, if it's, uh, I forget if it was pop music or, or hip hop or what it was, but it was like, Oh yeah, two minutes is the goal. Like Jesus. that's what you try to get to. And I'm like, 
how can you even sneeze in two minutes? And like, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I mean, like, how can you tell a story? I think that's the sense. reflection of people's attention span these days. Exactly. How yep. fast they can access content mm-hmm. and how fast they move on to the next thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Fortunately for us, we've reached our old man period and we don't get a shit. Yep. And we're like six minutes. This song requires it. Yeah. We're not, we, we don't want to take out that part because we like it. Right. So yeah, we the song's it. done when the song's done, right? Yeah, well, that, the that's song what tells I enjoyed us. about it. Yeah. yeah. I like that intro. And I mean, with these new songs, you don't have that intro and the outro. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad you stuck yeah. with it. Yeah, unless you're the Ramones, your songs need to be longer than two <laughs> minutes. The Ramones can do it, but. <laughs> so where you said that, I was just talking to Paul, uh, Blue October manager today about the Ramones and about how short their songs are. <laughs> well, like, I don't... Two hours ago, we were having this conversation. That's that's great. That's I don't know which one of them said it, but I heard that one of them get asked why their songs were so short, and he answered with, "They're not short. We just play them really fast." Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, see, that, that, yeah, that's cool, and they, and they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, yeah, sure. but yeah, that's for sure. I'm always curious about when you, when you guys put together albums, how you pick the order of songs, and has the order of songs always been the order of songs, or did it? You know, were you moving them around and shifting them around? It changed a lot. And in the order, I would say the order in its final state was definitely like a a very good. uh, It was definitely both of us had a massive influence on where it wound up. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think. I think I wanted. Yeah, the main the the main thing was Matt. Matt is great at doing order of songs to make it flow really nicely. And that Mm. that's also in set list too uh, for live shows. But. Um, he, he had a huge part in this one. He did want Shitstorm at the front, and I, you know, I was like, dude, I think Bones is a way better intro. Um, right. And then we agreed that Great Collapse <laughs> should be last, and then everything in between. Um, Matt came up with the flow, and then you know, I, I obviously I agree because I thought it flowed really well. Yeah, yeah. My thinking with Shitstorm was the it's the way the song ended. I was like, oh, that'd be that's kind of a cool like maybe a live show that's a cool statement with the riff and everything but i'm so glad that that alan uh fought me and won <laughs> because bones <laughs> is to me is like listening to it now i'm like yeah it's the perfect opener like just opening with the the, the bass yeah. riff and the huge drums coming in i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I i'm sorry i i gotta agree with alan too that i th- I think your album i think your album opens perfectly right. it's one it's got the <laughs> what's that one to nothing <laughs> Yeah. I'm curious on the vinyl. I agree, but uh, <laughs> on the vinyl, what is is Aces the first song on the second side of the vinyl? Well, let's have a look. Because I'm because hey. I also that Aces right now is my uh, favorite song off the album. Well, let's and look at the color too. That's a great yeah. Can't wait it to get. Not. It's the last song on the first side. Okay, all right. I was just curious because I because of the way it opens and how you know it's got a real powerful opening to it. So yeah, it would it would be a great. Uh, first song on the second side but the the dictator for that whole thing this whole situation is the great collapse is such a long song right that you get four songs on this side that makes sense yeah and you're 20 for bet the best audio quality and someone may correct this in the comments but i think it's 22 minutes per side <laughs> you go over that you start to lose quality and the max is like 23 and a half or something someone okay can okay we, anyway we stuck with the the higher quality so we did have to cut shitstorm out uh, wait what of that vinyl oh really you get a digital You're download 
Yeah, you get a digital oh. download with the vinyl. But okay. it, like he was saying, it was I think it was a uh, machine. Our mastering mm -hmm. engineer told us about that, and it was like, do we want to sacrifice sound quality, or can we? Yeah, make sure it sounds as good as possible, and then have one of the songs as a as a. Well, we couldn't even well, sacrifice sound quality for the length of time. Like we sure, have no matter go. what. So well, yeah, shitstorm is my favorite song. <laughs> right now, really? yeah. You know what's interesting about that song is that was but, the when Matt and I first got together, that was like the first song we wrote. Yep. Oh, okay. And the first song that we laid down the music bed to. Oh wow. And that that song in particular, because Matt and I have played together for a long time. We've written together for a long time. We did A plus machines and mm -hmm. um just jammed before that. And um that song sounds the most like us in the old days. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, that. Do we want to look at your album before you put it away? Just kind of show it. I mean, we. Do, I didn't want to skip over that. I apologize. I don't because it's it's a it's a. I love the colored records, record. you know. Yes. Yeah, the vinyl is beautiful. That is beautiful. And then the. Uh, what did you get along with it inside? Um, so you that. get this, which has um, the credits. Uh, who who wrote stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who produced and engineered, and then it has uh, the artist that played on it. Okay, and Which, then the executive producers. The nice. Producers. Did you so, need a, an additional sleeve for just all your guests that were on it? Because <laughs> we did. We we did. Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we did have to get this. So on the other side, we put a picture collage oh, from right. our, our time in the studio. Fun. Which. You know, I didn't want to be self-serving to us, but I just remember when I would get this as a kid and right. act when people actually sold CDs and records, right. it was always cool to just kind of sit there and look at the stuff in the background and what yep. they were doing. I don't know. It just felt nostalgic to me to do something. Behind um, the scenes photos are awesome. I agree 100%. Yeah. As a child, I love that stuff yeah. too. And I remember going from albums to CDs and going, what am I missing now? You know, because the albums used to have stuff in it and bigger pictures, but... So yeah, I agree with you. I love the artwork. Like I, I think back to when I was a kid and having older siblings and like, I, this is probably a terrible thing to admit. I couldn't tell you right now a song on Kiss Destroyer necessarily, but I can tell you exactly what the album looks like. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I'm sure if I heard the songs, like, oh yeah, of course. But I, that, that image of that album cover is burned into my brain forever. You yeah. Know, just growing up with it. I'm just going to say one more thing um, about albums because I love them and he can attest to it is because my hallway, I have 250 albums that I put on the wall because I love album artwork mm -hmm. that, that I put, you know, I, I didn't drill into them. I put like uh bathroom mirror clamps oh, uh -huh. around them. So, because I love album artwork and. It, do you have a favorite? Oh, I, mm -hmm. um I do love some of the kiss. Yes. Destroyer is yeah. really cool. Um, I have that one hanging on my wall as well. Um, but I do love some, not even my favorite bands, but I love some of the 38 special old album covers, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, that they had. I was uh, like Molly Hatchet. Had I was some just really going to say, cool. I was like Molly yeah. Hatchet. <laughs> That's great. Those are just cool. Um, and uh, The Who, I love a lot of their stuff as well. So Very I have cool. all theirs hanging. But so in the move. So, I, so I'm with you. I love the albums. I love art. Yeah. And that's just we miss out some of that. So, so who came up, yeah. who came up with the concept for the cover art of your album? It's very simple, obviously, but who came up with the concept? Uh, I don't, Matt, maybe, I don't know. We, <laughs> we, knew it, we knew it. We wanted it to be simple yeah. um, and clean. And we both liked the idea of a color 
Um, and, and, you know, we knew what colors we didn't want. Um, hmm. and so, uh, I think we settled on pink. Uh, Matt had, uh, I think you came up with the, the, the color. Yeah. And it was, that was really based on, I love when, you know, you think you're a CD collection or your album collection when certain albums pop and they stand mm. out. Yeah. And Sunny Day Real Estate had a different shade and it was a solid color, but they had a, a pink, I had the pink CD and that always stood out to me, you know, mm -hmm. so I just thought that color would be really cool. But as far as the the fly, I, we've been talking about that for like years. <laughs> yeah, we have a song that didn't make it on this record and it's probably one of my favorites that we did and still need to work on, but it's called Spider and Fly is the working title. And we had kind of toyed with that idea um, is, you know, doing a spider on one side and a fly on the other. And I think sure. it's just a fly, but, um, but yeah, I've, I've already called it the pink album, which is, you know, if we get more <laughs> albums, we, now we can. Yeah. There you go. Categorize it by color. So think of that, as you just said, the working title. So how often does the working title change to the actual title? Quite a For bit. Song. We, we used to start, I've said this before, we used to mm -hmm. just start with numbers. Oh, and when we were in Icarus, I mean, in A plus machines, you know, we were in the thirties and forties and fifties and then, and set up in the seventies. I don't know. And then, so this one, we kind of did started in the eighties, I think. And we're just numbering them. Okay. Let's play 80, which was Shitstorm, And then 81, which was vultures and play 82. And, you know, and it went on and on. And then Matt was like, you know what? These need to have some character, you know, we can't, I don't know. I need some more inspiration than number 80. So, okay. so we started coming, he started coming up with ideas for that. And so then yeah. they started getting names and then, um, and it wasn't always the name right off the bat the first time and it would get into lyrical stuff and then the name would change again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, they so say when you, when you get pets, you're, they're not real until you name them. Right. So I imagine yeah. songs are kind of the same yeah. way. Like a boat. Yeah. 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 And a boat. Yeah. A boat. Yeah. There you go. Also really fun to like, have a title because that kind of fits the vibe of the song and then try to write make the content and the lyrical content relevant to the title as opposed yeah. to writing the song and then giving it a title yeah yeah like, that seems like it's just kind of a backwards way to do it but it is fun and since we are you know instrumentalists first mm -hmm. we tend to write backwards in our whole process is backwards yeah sure. oh, okay that makes sense so it's like oh hey this this is kind of a rowdy song let's just call it shitstorm yeah and instead <laughs> of changing it it was, well, let's take that and let's use that concept, you know, and, and write the song based off of that. There you go. Okay. We did, we That's did interesting. go with the idea of changing that name, but mm. that one in particular, we changed everything else if we needed to, but that one in particular, I was like, so used to it. It's like, yeah. no, man, shitstorm, dude. I don't <laughs> care what it's about. Let's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There. Anyway. It's going to stay no matter what. Can you, yeah, can you that one's going to stay. So you're all the numbers of the songs. Did you reach back into any of the A plus machine songs and bring them up to rejuvenate them for this album or leave those alone? We have not reached back. We have talked about reaching back into stuff that was never even released. And we were as A plus machines. We have some really, really old stuff that we love and it's very groovy and fun. Um, but for this, we 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 did a fresh approach. It was just being together again in the room when it was just us and no other personalities or instrument or, or um, musicians, we kind of just kind of went nuts, you know, yeah. and just kept creating 
and didn't stop and didn't need to <clears throat> look back. Okay. Because um, we were constantly inspired. Yeah. So I think there's some some songs that I'd like to revisit. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a lot of good stuff in there, stuff that people know and a lot of stuff that people don't know. Yeah. Um, I'd like to revisit for sure. Now, when, when you, you think of bring, like you would bring them back as the original, or you're like we were going to update them, or we'd have to update them. Yeah, we'd have to update yeah. them. Um, but there's a lot of good, solid ideas in there that right. could be could be really strong um, songs for sure. We never okay. had like, and back then, and it was a different time too. That was 20 years ago, you sure. know. So recording wasn't what it is now it was a much more difficult process and we didn't know anything about recording really back then either sure. so the recordings never ever did justice to the way that we were hearing the songs and we have some demos of a, of a live rehearsal that uh, a producer friend of ours had recorded and i like those recordings mm-hmm. better than anything that we recorded back then okay yeah just listening to it and and we've talked about that a lot we're like listening back to that and like oh my god i forgot about this i forgot about that idea and this one and there's all this really cool there's a lot of cool tidbits in there but they would have to be completely rethought or not completely but they would have to be rethought from song to song for sure to be able to, yeah. to update them make them relevant we sure. kind of stuck with the same freedoms back then too about song length and and all that so it didn't wasn't that different from us but from us now mm-hmm. but like like we said there was two other personalities in the room sure that yeah. kind of would change direction a little bit which was great which is good and bad it, you know there's positives and negatives to that but um because sometimes when we get stuck we're like sure man wish we had those other two people <laughs> in here right now need some other opinions. Yeah, so right? that's why the guest list is so long on the uh, featured artists. But yeah, How- long and 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 lustrous. A lot of big names on there, and, and yeah, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're very. I mean, super blessed that you know that those people wanted to be a part of this and surrounded by talent. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, for sure. so what did you? What, how did it go with you? Had your song. And a guest, did you let them pick which song they want to be on, or do you say, "Nope, I can see this artist on this song, and that's why I'm going to ask them." We picked. We yeah. picked. Okay. We did. We did reach out to a couple of artists who said they were interested, and we did give them their choice of song, um, but they never got back to us, so we moved on. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they they were all you know real. They were excited, and you know we so we gave them their choice. But um, yeah, for what actually ended up happening. Uh, it was all we we told them what they were playing on. Okay, so I um I'm curious. Do you guys play some A plus machine when you play live? Will we? Um, it depends. So, I mean, realistically, we'll probably be starting with thirty minute sets. Okay. We, I don't know if we'll be doing our own show. It'll probably be festival style stuff or opening for somebody. So, in that case, no, because we'll only have thirty minutes and we'll we're going to play all our new yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, if we do like uh, some kind of a CD release party or our own show or something like that, I could definitely see busting out a couple of older tunes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So when is the tour announced? That's actually something we're talking about now. Yeah. We're in the in the process of talking about this. This year actually happens to be really good timing for us to get shows oh. put together. The thing is, is you have to book so far in advance because we right. don't we're gonna do it it needs to be it needs to be good you know it need to be good yeah. venues it can't be like 
you know, like the bar days, you know, <laughs> absolutely the, the right, the right opportunities for sure. But, um, we both have so much going on that we need to make sure that we plan it appropriately, you know, and do it way in advance. So looking at the rest of this year, uh, this is a really, this is really good timing for us as far as we can, we can actually plan without wondering if something's going to pop up and mess everything up or, you know, screw up our plans. Cause we know exactly what's happening over the next 12 months. Sure. Oh, awesome. So that's we're in the process of doing that now, actually. Yeah, no, no, no chance, no chance Icarus Bell might open for blue October in, in Chicago in March, huh? <laughs> Not in March. <laughs> okay. All right. I was just holding uh, out I, hope. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's out of question that we would do some shows at some sure. point. For yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I've I've seen Blue when when Harvard of the South opened for him. So yeah, it yeah. yeah we get asked that a lot. Um, I bet I would imagine we, yes. And it's it's funny because yes, we're all friends and family. Matt's in Blue October, <laughs> but it's still a business, and it's yeah. like right. you know if they if they ask, we'll say yes. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Will they ask? Probably, maybe. I don't know, but. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know. Sure. But, well, like you said, you have to plan in <laughs> advance. I'm sure the opening acts are kind of hooked or planned already for their your leg oh, of the sure. tour. Yeah, so it, sure. it would have to be yeah. further out. I get that. I'm just wishful thinking is on yeah, our part. Well, for is what for it, us too, and mainly not even for that tour specifically, just the live show in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take a lot of work for us to prepare a live show, yeah. um, you know, and do and recording them in the studio and taking your time to do one track at a time and adding whatever the hell you want and having 80 tracks is one thing pulling it off as a two piece live is something else entirely. Yeah. So So uh, is that the plan that is just to have the two of you on live or bring in a a musician? We'll have a third. Yeah. I think we'll have a guitarist vocalist um, with us um, just to round it out and make it easier. And, you know, we're not going to pretend that we don't have backing tracks to support some of the other sounds that we can't create while we're playing our own instruments. Yeah. yeah. But it still would be better. I think if there was a guitar player and and tasteful, I mean, it's, it's it's one thing when you, um, you know, you see a band, like I remember seeing shinedown, we did a festival show and shinedown and you you knew they had tracks, but it was very tastefully done. Yeah. It's like just the stuff that you, you had to have to really round the song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. want to do. So having somebody play guitar because guitar is such a big part of the song that it's really necessary to have somebody do that. And then vocals too. There's tons of harmonies. Yeah. It's a lot going on. There's a lot of harmonies. Yeah. I can't imagine like the, the solo to bones or whatever coming up and it's just us two. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like like when that guy rushed the Motley Crue stage at Nikki six, his bass off to hit him and the bass (laughs) kept going. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like it just, it's got to look right. Yeah. Oh shit. (laughs) 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 So is there, but Speaking of that, in going live on your songs, are there songs that you're you're now going? That one's going to really take a lot of planning to play live, as opposed to just yeah. doing it. Yeah, for I sure. mean <laughs> the, the the great collapse seems like it would be. I was <laughs> leaning to that, yeah. but yeah. yeah, that's the one that. Yeah, that that's that's one of the ones, and porcelain for me is is another one because those drums um, were played on the fly and made up in that moment, and it's one of the mm. coolest. I'm very proud of that mm-hmm. uh, that B. I think it's in the in the ver- or the chorus, but I don't know that I could replicate that without a ton of rehearsal. But 
Oh wow. Okay. Now I now I have to re-listen to that song a couple times just so I can it's it's yeah. cool to get facts like that and then be able to go back and listen to the song and you know. But that's but, another funny story because we were working on something else and Matt came in and was like, I have let's I have an idea. <laughs> let's switch gears and do this. And we did it that day. And it, you know, of course I think it turned out great, but yeah. um that's just how we we work. But yeah. Working. I don't remember what we were working on. Um, I don't either. It something was. that obviously didn't get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. were yeah. there were there songs that were close to being you know songs that you pretty much have done that were close to being on the album that you had to cut that you're like oh man i really wish you know or yeah yeah so he mentioned one spider and fly which yeah. mm-hmm. is like to me is definitely something that i think needs to be it needs to be finished and we need to see it through because it's a really beautiful arrangement it's a really cool song it just needs some tweaks it needs some kind of need to get it like completely actualized and and i think that we're both really we have both been really excited about that one for a long time um and then i know there's more uptown riots uptown riots yeah Mm -hmm. so that Mm. that's a song that actually had all the vocals recorded and done and then it was one of those uh, moments where afterwards listening, but after spending hours and hours doing tons of takes and comping it and putting it all together, listening to it and just going, this isn't right. Oh, like the music's there, but something just doesn't feel right about the vocals. And so we pulled all the vocals off and we're going to completely redo it. Oh, but wow. It's just, okay. it's just part of the process. Sometimes you got to try something to realize it's not the right vibe or it's not the right thing. You know, what's funny about that is that that melody, that chorus melody is the one that sticks in my head the most out of all the songs. We've I done. think it's a great melody. And yeah. yeah. So that'll be coming out at some point. So we figured now that we have the foundational 10 song album that we can release a couple of singles off of that. And yeah. Not quite B-sides because that's not how things are done these days, but. Yeah. That concept. Yeah. Yeah, stuff from these sessions that um, didn't get quite finished. So, yeah. yeah. So how often did that happen over the four years of record it, done, and you're like, the vibe's just not there, and then had to redo it? Well, there there were different stages of recording. There was the there was the jam, there was the recording on our phone, then there was just the live <laughs> mic in the room recording, and then there was actual tracking. Yeah. And then there was, from tracking, it went to actual, like, I wouldn't call it, further production not post-production just more production so we had a lot of stuff that was just done on our phones oh wow Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff um and then and then yeah less stuff that was done with a live uh mic in the room and then dwindled down to the 10 or 12 actually but some songs went through a lot of changes too you know like a lot of uh rewriting lyrics and rewriting vocal melodies and some of this like aces came together super easily yeah it just it just all made sense like i think the music bed was super fast shitstorm same thing the music bed was pretty easy but then it gave came to vocals and lyrics specifically and there was a lot of trial and error and kind of figuring out it's our first record too we played together for a long time but you know we still want it to be right you know so i think there's a lot of like finding your identity and then knowing what you feel good about and not just putting something out just to put it out, but actually really enjoying it, you know, and really being proud of it. So um, some of the stuff, I guess, just like with anybody, some of it was super easy and natural. And some of it was like, um, uh, what, what was Helen back? Uh, Helen back. Yeah. That, what, what is it now? 
<laughs> uh, I love it. Hit the bottom. Hit the bottom. Sorry. Hit the bottom. Hit the bottom okay. Which is one of my maybe three favorite songs mm-hmm. on the record now. Oh my god, that song cannot tell you how many different melodies <laughs> and different concepts there were over time. And it was like nothing seemed to be working. And it's so funny because it's like you you'll spend days and days and days trying to come up with ideas and and trying stuff, and then all of a sudden it's just like it comes to you, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, that's perfect. Why did oh. where why where'd that come from? Yeah. yeah. Been doing this forever and now and all of a sudden, like a year and a half later, there's the perfect melody and the perfect message, you know. So yeah, and that's what it is. that's also part of the process too. It's like, you know, we put all this work into the music beds and and when we jam together, like, man, that's so bad. And then we want the perfect melody for it, the perfect texture of of uh vocal tone and and every other layer. So there's a sense of making it perfect to what we think it should be. And then there's also that moment where you have to let go and be like, this, this is it. So let it, let it go. Let it live, yeah. It, yeah. No, it's kind and of that's how I feel it. about spider and fly. I feel like, I mean, I don't want to say a masterpiece, but in my head, it's like one of the best pieces of work we've ever done. <laughs> but Ryan plays strings on it. And um, I, I think there's piano as well. Mm-hmm. It's just very, uh, it's it's softer. It's just very beautiful. And, yeah. You know, just holding on for that perfect melody. Yeah. And yeah. and one we'll have to wait for a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have Sean Giddings. Yeah. On, on piano. Mm-hmm. On oh, Sean okay. Giddings and Ryan Delahousie, which is you know, an amazing combination to make any song beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah for it. people that don't know Ryan, I'll be with with Blue October, and he does he plays strings on the Great Collapse, correct? He does. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sean uh, plays. Uh, he does a lot of his own stuff, but he plays for Christopher Cross. Oh, wow. Okay. Plays for Pat Green. And so it's kind of funny. Icarus Bell, Christopher Cross, Pat Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very different. Band. Dynamic circle there. Yeah. His musicianship. Yeah. Sure. But he's incredible. Yeah. I know we keep touching on a process, but it's new to us. So right. yeah. um, when I was thinking, this is more, I, I think, of your older, uh, just li- prior to Icarus Bell, meaning like you've written songs. And then you're out playing them live. And then you're maybe a couple of years later, like, no, that lyric needs to change. Do you just change it or you continue on with what you originally had, even though you're like, no, I really want to change it now. Does that ever happen? Or I think it depends on like if the song has been and OK. And, and this this has a lot to do, in my in my opinion, with where music is like as far as music creation now. I think back in the day, that was an easier thing because you typically would go trial and error a song live before you ever recorded it. Because recording was more of an isolated process. It wasn't just like, I'm going to go to the studio five days a week. And then, you know, like it is now, it's kind of a different thing. It was, hey, we're going to we're going to grow hockey beards and go for a month and record an album we've been preparing for. It's a different thing now. So back then, I think there was a lot of that because you you kind of had that luxury of like seeing what was working and trying it live. And then you could go, you know, tweak some lyrics or whatever it is. And you can't really do that now. Now it's a lot of like you're just throwing it together and then seeing how it goes live. Right. Sure. You know, yeah. seeing if it translates. But for us, I think of the A plus stuff when you say that, because there there are at least two or three songs that that I can think of that I'm like, man, I still really love these music beds, mm-hmm. but lyrically, hell, <laughs> like they, these have got to be torn down, you know? And one of them, I'm like, 
this isn't about anything. <laughs> it's, it's about nothing. Like this has got to have a message at least. I never knew the lyrics back then. I never really paid attention. I just played drums. Oh, I was yeah. more involved in the process here because all we did was we're in the studio. Yeah. But back then we wrote as a band, you know, practically it was what you'd expect a band to do in their process. <laughs> I never even paid attention. I used the vocal part as cues for the next section. Yeah. Uh, I never even knew what he was talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> neither did I, honestly. <laughs> I imagine there's probably a few drummers out there that don't know the lyrics to most of their songs. Probably. <laughs> yeah. probably. That's funny. I, I've been, I don't know if we ever asked either one of you this when we had you on previously, but where did the name Icarus Bell come from? Ooh. You think that one you want me to take? I'll take the first half. Okay. You the, half. the first <laughs> half of this is, this was one of the hardest processes, processes to come up to do because uh, you want it to, sound cool you want everything about it to be just perfect it's your right. brand. it's your brand and um <clears throat> all the names that we thought were super cool that we really really loved were already taken <laughs> every band every name last was ev- and oh, yeah, wow <laughs> a lot of them were heavy heavy metal bands out of sweden mm-hmm. i've <laughs> heard that i've actually heard that that a lot of names yeah. were taken from there yeah so we had to come up with basically two words together that no i wouldn't say didn't make sense but they that that weren't already a combination okay and so yep. we, we like the idea icarus so matt yeah this so kind of during the 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 writing process like the story of icarus just felt kind of relevant and i remember exactly which i know there was like two songs that we were happened to be working on at that time and i remember thinking like that story just seemed to really kind of fit into what we were talking about and what we were writing about. And then, um, so, so our idea was we had Icarus and I think we had a couple other options as well, but Icarus bell was, it's sort of that intangible, you know, you know, people say if something feels right, it probably is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or if something feels wrong, it's probably wrong. That's kind of what it is, right? Icarus flew too close to the sun that bell is like that internal thing inside of you that tells you fight or flight. This is right. This is wrong. This is just who I am as a human, you know, and as a, as, as somebody with emotions and feelings. And so, so we probably had a thousand different names that we went back and forth on. (laughs) And I remember a couple of times I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I'm super excited about it. No. I'm like, Oh, I hate you right now. I love you, but I hate you, Alan. Yeah. Same same. thing with him. Yeah. Yeah. So we would just shoot each other down constantly. And, and that was like the first combination that I think we both were like, yeah, that, even if that doesn't make sense, that sounds pretty damn cool. Uh-huh. It does flow off the tongue. It well, does. Yeah. it's uh-huh. got, it's got, like you said, when it sounds right, it's, it's probably right. And it does have that good flow to it. Yeah. So. To, his, to his point, that was the first time we both didn't cringe at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we took that and ran with it. So, yeah. so, so you both had names in mind that you had Google and they weren't the names of some Norwegian heavy metal band and you, and they got vetoed. Constantly. Yeah. I, I can, I, I would wake up like, Oh my God, I have it. I have it. I have, it. this is the greatest idea. Hey man, I have it. He's like, no, you don't. Like, Damn it. <laughs> I had some, I had some like old band names from my, from my high school bands or like bands that I wanted to call my band back mm-hmm. in high school and it never happened. Uh, one, what uh, blood guts and fire trucks was one of them. <laughs> And what? that didn't make it that. i thought it was funny but of course he was like no 
<laughs> and then um we had a couple that i thought were pretty good but most of them yeah. crap, we'll keep those yeah secret for now for yeah. maybe for next time for a side side yeah, project yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm curious how close you guys create music together you've been doing it for 20 20 plus years um and i we him and i have been friends for 20 plus years as well and we'd always gotten along really really well until we started doing something creative together in this podcast now we're you know every once in a while there's how 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 much do you guys bicker and fight like an old married couple when you're when you're putting together an album? Or is it pretty much smooth sailing? Or say I hate you when you don't like the name. <laughs> We've always been the old married couple. Even with yeah. A plus machines, we were the we were the Nancy twins, right? We yeah. had the we had Captain what was it, Captain Furious? Uh, loud man. <laughs> loud man, Captain <laughs> Furious, and the Nancy twins. Because we were always like pretty inseparable as friends, but we, we we always bicker like an old couple, mm -hmm. so we we've always been that way. Even before we did this project, you know, okay. Was, okay. we knew what we were getting into. Yeah, <laughs> well, well that's, that's nothing. That's yeah. part of the thing too, and we even talked about it on the front end. Like, make sure you challenge me. You know, like mm -hmm. don't just let me do what you know. I don't remember how we worded it, but you and, know, it was something like you know, I want make sure that, and we agreed in the beginning that each one of us has veto power. If, if I don't like it, it doesn't happen. Same with him. If he doesn't yeah. like it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> we've we've had the same conversation. Same, same conversation. And then, you know, some, sometimes it does go into, I'll, I'd be like, nope, I don't like it. And then we'd go into a little further conversation. And then it, it would end there. It would never turn into a fight if I vetoed something or, or vice versa. Yeah. And then luckily we had Victor for a lot of it, which was is our engineer and producer for most of it. <clears throat> and he was kind of our third vote. And he would kind of, uh he was a referee he was a referee <laughs> he was a yeah he would break the tie because he had a great ear that we both respect and and no filter that guy has no filter yeah, at all perfect. so if he likes something he's gonna tell you if he doesn't like something he's not gonna like i remember coming in one day and he was like you're getting kind of fat man <laughs> jesus <laughs> I, walked wow. in, I was like wait i'm gonna he, leave yeah. and come back and we're he said the same over. thing to me but it's true <laughs> yeah i had the same experience like man it looks like you lost the weight like you needed to you know he's like <laughs> we, we love victor though he 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 really was like a good like third voice you mm -hmm. know voice and yeah. voice of reason and would ha like help us kind of settle yeah he didn't things. take sides yeah. like he yeah. gave us your honest opinion and then that was made it easier to break that tie yeah uh, for stuff so but yeah. but isn't that about one of the things that kept the friendship going? And I think the same with us is to challenge each other and not you know not just yep 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 yep. Once you once you're done, maybe I'm pissed at you at the time, but when we're done, I respect you more because you brought it up. For sure, yeah. I think all, the the idea too that like you try it, try everything. Let's not spend an hour talking about why something's not going to work. Let's just try it, mm -hmm. and yes. then you know and. I say that with, with being a producer with bands that I work with all the time. And we always, it's funny because when we first start, I'll have that speech, right? And it's like, just try everything at least once and then we can move on. And everybody at first is always like, oh yeah, absolutely, of course. And then you get into it and it's like, you know, you know, that's not going to work because so with us, I think like we never did that. We always were willing to try everything. So we had at least an educated, like an opinion. Yeah, Instead of like, just like, well, that's just your opinion, man. You know, it was like, yeah. well, we did try it. And so therefore, like, I can't be mad at you that you don't like it. You right. Know, yeah. You do like it. And it was kind of a tale of two sides because you've got Matt, who is an experienced seasoned producer. 
in this studio that we're in. Yeah. And you got a guy who is not. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like he's like, you know, let's try all the things. And I'm on this side going, no, or let's try something different that maybe you didn't think. It was just being on polar opposite ends, I think, you know, did help us. It maybe hurt us in some conversations. But <laughs> I think for the most part, because if you get two really skilled um producers in there, I think your button heads more. Sure. If you get one one seasoned and, and one noob, you know, um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not new to the recording process, but I hadn't been in a studio uh, in years and there's all kinds of new toys, <laughs> sure. all kinds of new plugins and sounds and things that he can reference really quickly to get the sound that he's thinking of. Whereas I'm like, I don't know, I think it should be a little more moodier, <laughs> you know, like, you know, so it, it, it was different in that respect. So I think it kind of like complimented each other. Yeah. Yeah. So over the years, Matt, when he says, I want a little more moodier, you're like, I know what he wants. Or you're yeah, like, I dude, I don't know what you're talking code. about. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what reverb he's talking about. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So that comes with time. That's awesome. <laughs> Moodinator. <Yeah. laughs> he's got a button lamp. <laughs> right. Change all the buttons for when, when it's your turn. <laughs> yep. Well, one thing I really, and you've said it several times through this conversation, and even in the last two with the both of you, is just, you use the word cool, um, which I love. It's just, only reason I'm doing it, or the reason I like it is, it sounds cool. It looks cool. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's, you know, that's why I think I like you guys so much, is because that's the way I approach things. It it sounds cool, so let's go with it. Yeah, don't overthink it, you know, like, I... uh... I think sometimes your first instinct is the right instinct. Yes. I remember my mom saying that to me a long time ago. I think she's right. Like, I think that if something again, and kind of getting back to the band name too, it's just that, in that instinct, you know, yeah. it's that like, yeah, this is right. Or this is wrong. You know, like that's kind of what cool is, right? Everybody has mm-hmm. their own interpretation of what's cool or what's not. And um, fortunately we have similar tastes and mm-hmm. listen to a lot of similar music and, you know, the stuff that's, cool to us may not be super cool to my daughter you know but <laughs> oh we know is. that probably not it no. actually is she my like daughter it? has awesome taste in music oh yeah she's she loving like she does yeah nirvana and queens of the stone age and all these rock bands that we stone temple pilots all these bands now so nice like, her taste in my opinion has gotten cool what does she think about icarus bell though she loves yeah she really I, does yeah she I, I'm, I'm proud i got my daughter listening to suicidal tendencies so yes, there yeah there you go yeah i mean and Taylor Swift, but suicidal tendencies. Yeah, that can't that's be unavoidable. That can't be stopped, unfortunately. Yeah. Or, yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some forces you just can't stop. What are you gonna right? do? Yeah, <laughs> it's a force that can't be stopped. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and good for her. Yeah. Uh, um, so so in the last four years or even prior, Matt, how were you able to write a song and say this one I want to present um for Acres Bell and this one I want to present to Blue October? That's that's a great question. Um, and I don't think anybody's ever asked us that actually. Um it's I think it's all just instinctual. You know, there's just a when you go to the way that he and I write songs, or the way like if there's a melody in mind or there's a part in mind, it just feels super obvious to me right away where it belongs. Wow. So I have like right now we're working on some new music at, at Justin's studio for Blue October and 
the way that we do things now is we we have you know folders and you have a folder if you have ideas you throw it in the folder and then we share it and everybody can listen to it and i have a couple ideas in there right now but i have probably 20 ideas that i know don't fit that at all and it and so it doesn't mean that i don't have a lot of ideas cooking i'm just like i have like 20 ideas that definitely fit what we're doing Okay. And only a couple that fit over here right now. And then in a couple of weeks, I may have 10 more to add to that. You know what I'm saying? So it, but I think also a lot of it is our music is so drum and bass driven yeah. that I can tell, like, if I have a bass riff and I sit down to come up with it, I'm like, it just feels like us yeah. right away. You know, it's super obvious. I don't think there's even been one. I don't think there's even been one song that we've done that's been a question mark in my mind. Wow, that's okay. that's incredible. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like the sound. I mean, other than like you said, obviously you guys are drum and bass heavy, but the sound of Blue October isn't that far off of Icarus Bell. There is some overlap to it, and so it is. That's that's amazing that you've never had one that you were like, oh, it's here. But you know, that's 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 interesting. And a lot of that too is just being like, if we had just met two years ago or three years ago or whatever, that'd be one thing. Or if like I just joined Blue October five years ago. That might be different because I'd still be feeling out those dynamics, but because we've been a band for so long and just know each other inside and out, it's like, it's just very instinctual and it's yeah. very obvious for sure. Nice. I am sound I'm... very similar in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of minute details that could make that distinction that yeah. y'all may not hear or, or whatever. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Even, a if doubt, yeah. even if it's just one note, but oh, yeah. Don't. Yeah, we're 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 certainly not musicians, so we don't. I mean, it all sounds cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Word. That's our goal. Yeah, it all we sounds cool. I love um, some of the some of the guests you had on, on the album. Was there anybody who kind of came in and and kind of changed what you were thinking for a song? Came in and and the, you know the part they did was just different, and you were like, "That's cool." Let's you know. I think um, one of the very first songs we worked on was Vultures. And the the melody for that, uh, Lucas Rossi came down. He flew down here and worked with us for a long time and came up with that melody and um, killed it. Just yeah. Loved it. And then he flew back home to Tennessee and we sat with it. We even maybe spoke the word, should we change it? And then our, our friend Paco came in and was like, dude, that is the perfect melody. Mm. It's got the perfect amount of rhythm and bounce. It's perfect. Don't change a thing. Um, yeah, but I mean, you we could go down the list here and all these guys, you know, did amazing. Steve Schiltz did great stuff with um, Shitstorm. Mm -hmm. We struggled with that uh, melodically. And, you know, he he came in and, and got the ball rolling on that. And uh, Chris Shrek on Bottle Rocket. To be honest, that chorus is so that chorus melody is so different from anything else on the record because he stepped in and like really kind of went, well, rethink it, like hmm. rethink the cadence of it and rethink the rhythm of it. Cause it was, it was a lot more like the rest of our songs. Okay. And that was really cool to do that. Even though it wasn't necessarily all written right there, he just kind of presented the idea of like, what if it was more, you know, spacious and simple and you, and it was more of like this kind of R and B kind of vibe instead of, or like a 1975 kind of vibe instead of like a rock thing, like you're doing mm -hmm. everything else. And then we took it and finished it from there. But um, 
Randy Stevens was definitely a big influence. You can, any of these names, like these songs wouldn't be the songs they are without them, like Bumblefoot sure. on Bones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kelsey, we, how, how can we have Great Collapse without Kelsey singing it? You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and Ryan Delahousey. And uh, I mean, it just, all of them. Yeah. Know, yeah. And, pa and Paco. Paco's like, a, like a go-to. He's like, uh, he's a really close friend of ours. And he's like, he's one of my favorite writers. He's just somebody I've always really trusted. Yeah. You know, so he was and he and the nice thing about him too is he isn't so interested in well what are you going to do with this? Like he's just more like I love you, you're my friend, I like your music, I don't really care what happens with it. I'm just down to help you as long as we carve out time. With a pure the pure intention of making the song, serving the song not himself or yeah. even us. Like yeah. this chorus requires this melody like or whatever it is like he's a true purist uh musician serves the song uh well and he he yeah he was amazing for us for sure Brad. yeah that's good that's awesome to hear yeah so tori amos is listed as as a writer on the great collapse is that how the no, hell that... no. oh okay on so when tori uh, vasquez is on uh <laughs> tori amos song <laughs> so there's two tories so yeah great okay. collapse is not is not her great in fact great collapse would have been you me and kelsey mm -hmm. and scott yeah you me kelsey and scott well, amazon amazon good. music yeah. list tori amos just so you know <laughs> when you when you're when you check that out yeah when you when you listen to it on on amazon you can go through and it'll show you performed by and who it was written by Wow, that's funny. And well, they list Tori Amos. We, we had a uh, cornflake girl. Right, yeah. Um, but uh yeah, no. <laughs> we'll have to uh, have our people look into that immediately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Or she's gonna be like, I want royalties. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. She can have them. <laughs> yeah, she can have them. She that's wants cool. to put her name on it, she that's can have them. That's true. She I've seen her live and she's phenomenal. Oh, oh she's, she's yeah, she's brilliant. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, when you guys are going to tour, if you, when you and after your video for tour, do you ever, um, have some, if you have time, I guess is what I'm like, is there any cover songs from other bands or you're like, this is ours. Now I just want to maybe do a cover just to jam on it because I can. No. And yes. Oh. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Okay. I was, I was in a, one of my first six more successful bands in the area I was in, we kind of doubled as a cover band. Sure. And I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. We played like three sets a night. The first set was our originals. And then as, when, as people got drunk, we played covers. So we were kind of like, yep. Beat up sex workers. I don't know how you want to call it in the music <laughs> industry. Um, yeah. Don't use that as a sound. Um, <laughs> 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 So that's what I felt like. I mean, I give, I had a lot of fun doing it, but, um, you know, coming out of that and having an opportunity to be original and to uh, express uh, your art in a different way and not by performing someone else's for a bunch of drunk people, which is not the case here. But right. that's kind of why I'm a little tainted, I guess, or uh, about that. He has definitely talked me into doing covers a hundred times even though I tell him to stop, <laughs> still brings it up. Cornflake Girl is a good example, um, but yeah, we've done covers before, and I'm, 
sad to say we'll probably be doing some more so matt when you're on stage you just start the song and be like no either you're coming along or you're not (laughs) no it's i mean it's definitely planned but i think i i agree with him though i i think that we're at a point where you know sometimes is is an original band you fill your set with covers because you don't have enough great material so you kind of and then you got to kind of like rope people in. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, if you're playing mm-hmm. it, you know, the Salt Lake barbecue on a Tuesday, you got to throw <laughs> in a couple songs to get people, you know. So, but I think for us and where we're at and what the scope of this is and what we want to do, it serves us way better to stick to our songs yeah. and mm-hmm. really focus on our original material. And then, you know, if we like, we put out uh, the Tori Amos song because we wanted to kind of reimagine it and do our own version of it. It's a beautiful song we want to do our spin on it mm-hmm. so i think instead of like in the past with a plus instead of like hey let's do a pumpkin song or let's do a pixie song and just re and make it basically sound exactly like that song it would only really make sense if we were going to do something and really do a super original take yeah. On. yeah yeah yes and, and that's super unique with it which we did the pixies a lot we did where's my mind a lot on tour with the with a plus machines but I don't know if you remember this. We also did Depeche Mode Enjoy the Silence. Yes. You did. remember that? Yeah. Boy, that was a trip. I have a <laughs> wow. recording of that. I, I actually really liked it, honestly. It I did. We had a bass and drum solo right in the middle. <laughs> of course you liked it. Go. <laughs> yeah. And I, and see, I, I seeing a theme. <laughs> and and yeah. I understand exactly what you both are saying. But, uh, you know, and, and when, when I asked the question, it was more of the beyond that. Yeah. of the cover bands but just something that you're like boy i just want to do my version yeah. of yeah. and just jam to it so i have the platform to do it let's do I it th- so that, i think every band does that. Dwell on I it but reading an article about the pumpkins years ago and you know billy corgan was like yeah we'd get frustrated in the studio we tune down and jam soundgarden you know <laughs> and i think a lot of bands do that you know revert back to something that they know and love for their own to get their own inspiration or whatever, you know, we've certainly done that in the past and it's, it is a lot of fun to play your, your favorites, your favorite bands or something that inspired you. Um, Or something super obscure from one of your favorite bands. Right. That that can be fun too. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the thing it is. It's like, I'm going to pick a song that isn't rock and I'm going to make it rock, you know? So those, those are the covers I like to hear when I'm out seeing a band, you know, otherwise I'm here to hear you. I want to hear your songs. I get that, but for sure. But yeah. yeah, it's always hard though. It's like, am I fucking this up? You know? Yeah. Well, and like you said, I mean, you guys got a shiny new toy to play with right now. So I mean, the new album, you got all these new songs. I mean, how much how much have you played them live in front of people at this point? Well, just us. Never. We, we played, we we've we've rehearsed, but we haven't played in front of an audience yet. Okay. All right. Yeah. So these songs need to see, I mean. You need to get out in front of the people. (laughs) That is the plan. Yeah. I mean, I think because of our schedules and stuff, um, you know, we had to be one track mind. We're getting the album done. Yeah. There was no time or space for anything else. Now that that's done, uh, we're definitely moving headlong into, uh, yeah, rehearsing for a a show on the books at one point in Salt uh, Lake Lake with, with our good buddy and his band. Mm. And we and it was really kind of having that right in front of us, and it would have been an awesome show. But re- we kind of realized at that moment, he and I had this really good conversation. We were like, "We got to get this album done. <laughs> like, we just as much as we'd love to play, like we can't get distracted. We got to get this done and get it finished. And then, like what he just said, then we have it in our hands, is ready to go. People will be familiar with it, yeah. and then we can focus on translating that into a live show. And 
I'm super excited about seeing that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hearing it. As we are. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm excited for you guys to tour. I hope you I hope you get close to us. Um, you know, or maybe we're just gonna have to come to Texas and, and check out a live show down there. I'm sure you'll be yes. we did the Midwest a lot uh with A plus. We did um whenever mm. we did do a couple runs, we went up through like Kansas City, Des Moines, Omaha, Omaha, mm-hmm. and then sure. Chicago, uh up to Michigan. We go play back in my hometown in Traverse City and oh, yeah. down again. But I remember in Des Moines, we played at one of the guys from Slipknot. Do you remember that? No. Had a bar. You don't remember this? No. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> one of the guys from Slipknot had a bar, and we played at the bar, and, there, and the stage was on one side, and there was kind of like a divider, and then there was a bar over here, and the bar was full, but nobody was over oh. on the side watching him. Yeah. And it was like a metal, like hardcore, heavy, heavy bar, right? And every between every song, a guy would get up from the yeah, bar and walk that. over, and he'd just take a drink and go, <laughs> and then walk back over and sit down. And we finished the whole set, and we were just like, "This is but awful." I do remember, I do remember <laughs> that uh, it was tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't remember where it was or that Slipknot owned it, but I do remember that. And I remember we played our hearts out though. We that played was like it was like we played in front of a thousand people. Yeah, we killed it. We were then. rocking it over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then, but then the rest of the shows were fantastic. Yeah, it's it just something Des Moines didn't like us. I don't know. Oh, it yeah, happens, and you got you got paid to rehearse. We did. That's how I think yeah. those words were spoken. I pretty exactly. much. I think that, the bar yeah. manager said that. Yeah. Well, it, and we my, got booze. My, years yeah. ago, my son was in a band, and he, there were shows we I would go to with him, and it was nobody, and they were like down, and I would just always say that you guys are getting paid to rehearse. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, and it's, yeah you got so, practice anyway, right? That builds character too, man. Right. You know, it really does. Like later on, now everything is instant gratification. And I sound like a, like a crotchety old man, but like, <laughs> you know, it's like everything is so quick and instant now. And it's like, oh, I'm going to blow up on TikTok. And then, you know, everybody's going to come see me live. And like, so there's not, there's not a lot of like what Dave Grohl said about being in a band is playing in your garage and sucking. And then getting a little better and then getting a little better. And like, you have to go through those. You have yeah. to go do the shows where nobody shows up and, and learn how to be humble and learn like, Oh, this isn't easy. Yeah. yeah. It requires a lot of work and, and it requires like figuring out who you are too. You have to have the Owen 16 season to take that step to get to the NFC championship. Who who might we be talking about? (laughs) I'm proud of that. Owen 16 season. (laughs) Believe believe me. It's a perfect season. Believe me. That's that. Going one and fifteen is a lot worse than going zero and sixteen. I I don't Agreed. care what anybody says. Agreed. Yeah, one and fifteen is worse. That's <laughs> pretty. It is. It's pretty rough. But yeah. you want to know what's really bad? Yes. Is <clears throat> being picked to go all the way to the Super Bowl, and then Green Bay comes to your hometown and beats you in the first playoff game. That's really bad. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna ask <laughs> LG, who who's your team, and I guess yeah, like, we found cow- out. Cowboys, yeah. I didn't have a choice, really. Uh, so when I was a kid, I, I was born in Miami um, and then moved to Texas when I was like really, really, really young. And my Texas family were all Cowboys fans. And two quick experiences I had. One was uh, I was at my grandma's house on Thanksgiving and a friend of the family was was there and we were all having Thanksgiving dinner. As you know, the Cowboys play every Thanksgiving. He's like, I hate the Cowboys. My grandmother took his plate of food and put it in the kitchen 
and said, you cannot eat at this table until you take that back. And she was not kidding. That woman knew more about football than any man I know. I love it. Bless her. Bless her heart. I love and then that. The the second, and then the second story, just to give you an idea of my childhood, um, <laughs> I was Miami was playing Dallas on Monday night and I was just a child and I said, I want to stay up and watch the game. And my parents were like, absolutely. But you have to root for the Cowboys. You cannot root for the Miami Dolphins. Awesome. I, so I went to bed. <laughs> it was that constant just beating over the head with it. And I finally relented. And then they won three Super Bowls. And I was like, okay, I'm a fan. Yeah. Right. Not really. I was a fan before that. But yeah. And so now we're in our dry spell. Yeah, so how dare you bitch about the Packers beating you once? You guys decimated us three seasons in a row. <laughs> yeah, those were good times. I'm still holding on to that. <laughs> those are good times. Yeah. I have a good friend of mine who's a Cowboy fan, so I had to hear it all the time. So Yeah. 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 Yeah, that so, was a huge disappointment, but congratulations on that win and sorry for your loss, but uh, Well, I will be rooting for the Lions next weekend. Oh, this for weekend. sure. 100% so, rooting for the Lions. I heard that that is most of America is rooting for the I, yeah. I think so. I saw and, a graphic today that, that showed oh. that every state and it's like bet line or whatever. And they like, they have all the statistics for who's betting and who's rooting for who, et cetera, et cetera. And for the NFC championship, every state except for California came to Lions. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, believe I believe it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. The 49ers are pretty, one of them teams that's easy to hate now. So I mean, obviously, yeah. The during the during the heydays, I and I love Joe Montana. You know, watching him play, but oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So even actually, this weekend to the game, I have a friend who's from Wisconsin, but he married into Michigan, and mm -hmm. so he's he he's like, I don't give a shit. So he's a, now a Detroit fan. So I texted him. We were I'm like, Yep, I'm rooting for you. You know, during that game, yeah. I'll I'll send the positives your way, and I'll continue on. Yeah. I got yeah. more. I was at his wedding, so I'm like, I'm I'm with you, buddy. That's nice. I I got more texts Sunday night than I did <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was with my friend Charlie watching the game, and and he actually came to the first game, and we watched it. But then this last one, the game was over, and I looked, and I had seventy like seventy six text messages or something. And I was like, I need some other hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> Football just brings people together. So it it's does. A, yeah, it rips them apart, but or rips them apart. <laughs> right. We're right. House divided, but we're still, yeah, we're still good. In the end, it's just football, right? That's what I have to tell myself every season. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I used to tell myself. Yeah. I don't have to anymore. You know, yeah. I know. Until yeah. next week. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I think, I think you guys have a great foundation and, and Dan is doing a great job. I mean, he's got that. <laughs> wild as man. I keep saying the grit and you guys are, yeah. So yeah. he's a wild yeah. man. I love, I love it. him. Yeah. Kind of like the band grit and just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> just keep doing it. Yeah. It That's takes four years to get your record done, but you'll get it. <laughs> We're, you it, know, was, it was worth the wait. It, it, it is on our side. Thank you guys. Um, and, and we won't keep it too much longer, but was, did you at any point, did you guys get frustrated with the, how long it took and <laughs> that you couldn't just be like, stop everything else. Let's just go I think finish Matt, I, I think poor Matt, he, I'm just a drummer. I have ideas when it comes to what you're going to layer on top, but Matt, I think Matt felt a lot of pressure to get it done and would occasionally remind me or ask, are you okay? Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. It's you're taking so long. Mind, it's like, you? dude, it's all good, man. We will get it done when we get it done. Yeah. It's all good. But 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we had the benefit of having, you know, this resource, the studio when COVID hit, and we thought for sure, like, mm-hmm. we were going to knock this sucker out. <laughs> but you start getting into it, you get picky, you want it to be perfect, and it takes longer, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Did either yeah. one of you, during the, uh, like, a song, and, and nope, I want to tweak this, did either of you go back and say, dude, it can't get me better? <laughs> I'm sure that happened. I'm sure yeah. that happened. Um, I can't think of a specific instance, but I think was it bones maybe there was there was one song that something something like that happened and i feel like it's all you're always the voice of reason i'm mm-hmm. always the one that's going off the cliff and like <laughs> you know like one more tweak mind and yeah and it's like dude it's really good chill out yeah you know um but yeah it can be i mean there's a lot of different reasons that it it, it took so long but at the end of the day i think the important thing is that you're happy with it yeah, you, yeah. Know, you feel good about it and there's not like I can honestly like listen to the album start to finish and I, and I'm like, I'm not going, Oh, well there's those three filler songs, mm-hmm. you know, or there's like, yeah, that's okay. I kind of feel good. Like I really am very proud of this record. And I do feel awesome. like going through that and kind of figuring out our process, it's going to be having the the album done now moving forward. It's, I think it's going to be a lot easier to put material out, just kind of get it. It's like the lions win in our first playoff game, right? It's been 30 some years. Well, Hey, we crushed the next game. We had that monkey off of it. Right. Perfect. It's done. It's out. Like, I feel like it's pretty easy at this point now. I think yeah. it'll just be fun. Yeah. Well, I think it hit it. Um, at no point did the, the listening to it. Did I say there's, there's a filler. Sometimes you can listen to albums and be like, yeah, that's a filler, but yeah. I didn't think of it until you said that. Nope. I never once said, I think there was a filler. So yeah. well, thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can't we can't thank you guys enough. Like I said when we started this thing, I mean, I I, I can't believe that we're sitting here talking to you guys. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on and, and promoting the thing and and uh, and letting us you know share in some of it. Thank we, you guys. We really appreciate it. We actually haven't done one. We were there was a, a period of time there where we were doing quite a bit, and it's been a while since we've done one. So we were like super yeah. excited to do this as well. Yeah. It's been remember you know, we asked you guys to be <laughs> out here, yeah, this time, yeah. That that part I'm clipping. That that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't um, clip the part about the. Well, never mind. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no. When when we knew that we were going to have or wanted to do some promotional stuff, and this was the sure. first. The first one, you know, um, there's another one that we'll probably do. Good. good. Uh, oh, absolutely. Get the, get the word out. Get the word yeah. out. I, can, I so, hope nothing but yeah. success because it, the more people that hear this album, the better. Because Well, the more people that hear this album and the better it does, the better chance that you come to Wisconsin. So all that is true. All that is true. You know, you're going to skip really, Wisconsin. Yeah. It's really nice to hear. Like, you know, we put it out and then we haven't really heard a lot of direct feedback. So this is a really nice moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Flip that part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly wanted you to believe this. I mean, we, yep, we have you on and we're, some people can fluff. We're, we're, we're not bullshitting anything. Yeah. I mean, we're, we, we've been listening to the album leading up to this day and, uh, wow. Talking about songs, and I'll go back to Shitstorm's my favorite, and I'm a little bummed it's off the album, but it's still my favorite. I love, yeah. I love the melody. I, I love the vocals on that. I love the way the vocals flow, and that just hit me. And I, I'll dig into the lyrics later. But I, nice, yeah. That, that's my wow. number one song. Thank right you. Now. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 
And that's what I was saying to him before. I do think it's an album that as you listen to it more and more, your favorite song is going to change because there's so much going on in some of the songs that sure. as you know, the first couple of listens, you're not getting all of it. You're not, you know, and like yeah. I said, for, for me, aces is it right now. And I think it's, I mean, not to sound, it's an, it's a simple song. It's in your face. It's just beats you up right away. And yeah. that's what I like, you know, but I think mm-hmm. as I get more into the album and I listen to a song like the great collapse a hundred times, you're going to be like, that is just brilliant. Like there's so much to it. So to, to me, it's almost like, you know, I was a big Jane's Addiction fan. We both we both are. Yeah. Growing up, like on the same on Ritual Dale Habitual, you got Stop, which is kind of our aces. And then you got Great Collapse, which is kind of their three days, right? Sure. It's like yeah. you got big tons of different parts and transitions, and it's it's very um complex, you know, and then you have the straightforward riff rock song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's we mm-hmm. like to do both. Yeah. So. For sure. And you do them great. Yeah. So thanks again. I will see. Well, I'll see you on stage in Chicago, Matt. I'll be there in, in March. So, we'll uh, Shy Town. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. You bet. Just bought tickets today. So nice. Be at, be at Where that are we show. Playing? Uh, <laughs> the, the, Riviera? the Riviera. Riviera. Oh, that's right. I yeah. love that place. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's I'm looking for. I've never, I've never been to that venue, so I'm really looking forward to it. Super nice. So yeah, yeah. super nice. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you both on tour at some point. Oh, you will. You will yeah. for sure. One hundred percent. And we have to travel. I'll let you guys know first. Oh, I appreciate it. Cause... <laughs> we'll do a tour announce here. Okay. <laughs> I Mark, I, I, I'm thinking what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. saying absolutely. Anytime you guys want to come back and yeah. talk about anything, your music, any, yeah, you're welcome. Your football. Hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll come back and be talking about a Super Bowl win for the Lions and uh, <laughs> upcoming Icarus Bell tour. We'll do both. Awesome. Yeah. And Matt and I are finally getting married. Finally. (laughs) We're adopting a child moved to Vermont. (laughs) Beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, tell them where they can find all of your stuff. All of our stuff is on the internet. Just (laughs) kidding. Uh, So everything is basically Icarus Bell official. Um, You can find everything from IcarusBellOfficial.com with a link to our merch store which has the album is available and ready to ship. We have regular copies and we have signed copies. Um, and then our main uh, way to communicate to people is through Instagram. And that's also Icarus Bell official. So awesome. Um, we have a Facebook. I don't do, I, I'm the one that runs those things and I don't really do Facebook as much. I have it to where the Instagram stuff is tied to our Facebook account, but I don't go directly to Facebook and post. I, I hear you, brother. It's, sure. it's it's a it's a dinosaur. <laughs> Facebook well, is just... <laughs> and it's, it, social media overall is just a necessary evil. I'd rather not have to deal with it, but um, we do. It's the world we live in. So it is. That's, that's, that's true. World, so. But yeah, IcarusBellOfficial.com is where you can find everything. Awesome. Get it on vinyl. Yeah, I, I will be getting it on vinyl, dude. I was just gonna say, people, go get it on vinyl. You can't. There's no better way to look that just holding it is amazing. Yeah. You know, and this sounds really cheesy. It helps uh, even if you just stream it. That's great. Obviously, I think everyone is aware at this point that the artists don't get money for streaming. Um, if you go to iTunes and buy it for nine dollars, that is helps us way more than a thousand streams or yeah. a, even a mm-hmm. million streams. Yep. So um, that's that. If you want to support streaming is great. That does support our metrics. Um buying it on iTunes or buying the vinyl is what helps the most. So. And what, yeah. If you're, if all you're doing is streaming it, at least share it, at least share it on yeah, your socials and tell your friends along. about it. 
yeah, it's promotion. At least share. Yeah. Go buy it, you cheap fuckers. Come on. Nine dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not you're not gonna say it, but we will. Go buy it, you cheap yeah, fuckers. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got no problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the bottom line is we don't support you guys, you're gonna stop. So That's I mean, true. come on. That's true. I mean, I want to see you and I want you to produce more. I want you to write more. So absolutely. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having us and yeah. thank you for the support. Um, and then anyone who's watching, thank you for all the support. Um, we say it every time we can't do it without you. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. Thank oh, you. All absolutely. Right. Have a good night, fellas. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you guys. Go lions. Yes. Go lions. <laughs> Thanks guys. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. DC, I host the rock podcast back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to back to the arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. 